Welcome to the Astral HQ podcast. Here we talk about spirituality and consciousness. Make sure to go to astralhq.com forward slash podcast to get resources, free bonuses and much more. So if you ever wanted to get kind of answers and guidance from something outside of yourself, if you do, there's a chance you'll want to open your third eye or your pineal gland. And in this video, I'm going to explain exactly how you can open your third eye safely in simple steps. So before we get into this, what actually is the third eye? What is the pineal gland? The pineal gland or the third eye is a one of the seven chakras and it's otherwise known as the Ajna chakra. It's actually the sixth chakra located roughly here in the middle of your forehead and just kind of between the eyebrows here. So it's a very powerful chakra and it can give you guidance and insights into things that you otherwise would never have understood or and it can give you guidance and insights into things that you otherwise would never have understood. So I'm going to explain how to open your third eye, some tips, some benefits, kind of why you'd want to do it, and also some warnings because it's not just it's something you can do just randomly. Uh, if you've never done this before as a beginner, you, there's a few warnings and, and safety issues you should be aware of. All right, let's get into it. So problems. One of the main problems today in society is that people's third eye or their pineal gland are calcified, blocked and restricted. It's commonly known as like a third eye blockage, and this usually happens for a mixture of different things. So it's very rarely like it's just one thing. What usually happens with a third eye blockage is that it's a huge mixture of different things. The chemicals and substances we take in th through our food, or, you know, in the primary uh, way, but also through the atmosphere, through different things that are sprayed into the air, through uh, various chemicals, additives, chemi uh, you know, additions to products, things like shampoo and conditioner, toothpaste, they add all kinds of chemicals to these products which actually blocks your third eye or your pineal gland. It actually calcifies the pineal gland. It causes what's called phosphate crystals to form around the gland, which makes it very hard for the gland in general to actually be used. And obviously in the scientific world, it's well known that the pineal gland is responsible for uh, the regulation of the hormone melatonin, which is very he heavily connected to sleeping, lucid dreaming, astral projection, and that kind of thing. But that's not the only thing it's used for. And as we'll get into, it's actually used primarily in the spiritual community for opening yourself up to higher self messages and various other energies, things like your spirit guides, your higher self, raising your vibrations. This is all kind of, you, you might hear these words said in all of the same sorts of circles and sentences because they're very closely linked and interconnected. So when your third eye is actually blocked or calcified, you might find it hard to see things for what they really are. You might be easily manipulated, easily led astray or used in, in many ways. Because when your third eye is open, it's very hard for you to be manipulated and you know, it's very hard for someone to create an illusion and make you believe it. You can just see things for what they are. And not just with your eyes, but with your entire being and energy, you can just see right through things. You can see through illusions, manipulation, um, all, the, all of this sort of thing. And it's also worth noting that when your third eye or when your pineal gland is actually blocked or calcified, you tend to be more fearful of things like the unknown, uh, death, you know, various different things that most people, you know, because at the moment, the majority of people have their third eye kind of closed. They don't have that connection to something higher than themselves. So in that situation, they're very fearful. And when someone is fearful of something, anything really, it's very easy to manipulate and control them. So what you'll notice is that when your third eye chakra is blocked, you tend to be more fearful of things like the unknown. Whereas when it's open, you understand that things usually happen for a reason and there is some kind of design, some kind of plan for you, either that's been set by a higher being or that's been set by you in a higher plane 
and that everything ultimately just kind of works out. You know, there's really no, although we experience duality here on Earth, there's really no evil or good in that sense, because it's really just all two parts of the same thing, two halves of the same illusion. And really, it's just here to let us have an experience for whatever reason, you know, and there's various different theories of what the theory, what, what the reason that we're here for is, you know, I've heard all kinds of things. And that's a topic for another video or another article. But for the most part, when your third eye is open, you really don't fear anything, you kind of just trust that everything is going according to plan. And sometimes you see situations, especially situations that seem like they are bad, you see them in a completely different way. You see instead opportunity or things being released instead of just the victim mindset that people have when their third eye is blocked. So one of the common questions I get asked in my emails and in the comments section is, is opening your third eye actually good? Are there actually some benefits to opening your third eye? Or is it better to stay blissfully ignorant, as they say? Well, I'm gonna get onto that very quickly. So the short answer is yes, there are many benefits of opening your third eye and yes, you should do it because it is ultimately good. You know, kind of, and there's many different theories and opinions about this, but my opinion at least is that we came here to have an awakening experience. We came here to experience duality in the 3D plane or the holographic illusion. And we came here to actually awaken and, and remember who we really are. And I think opening your third eye is a big part of that because there are literally um, visual cones inside the pineal gland which can only, would only be there if there was the ability to see things beyond what we consider real in this reality. Why would there be visual cones hidden in the middle of your body? I mean, that's usually where these, these visual cones are usually only found in your eyes. Well, they've actually discovered that there are visual cones inside your pineal gland. Why would they be there? If not for unlocking this extra sense, this extra ability to connect to something outside of what we consider to be physically real here in this reality. So there's a lot, and there's a lot more that you can go into. It's an entire rabbit hole, really, about the pineal gland and how it connects to various different systems in the body. Think connections that don't really make sense unless you consider the possibility that there is more to life than just this physical 3D dimension that we're aware of. So anyway, the benefits of opening a third eye is things like increased cognition, increased um, sense of self, higher vibrations, you'll lose your kind of fear of death or the fear of the unknown. And you'll really just try you get more intuition, more messaging and ultimately just gut feeling intuition that things are gonna be okay. And this might be unusual if you've never had this sense of intuition so much before, or if maybe you, you've experienced intuition but you've not really listened to it. When you open your third eye, you get so much more intuition. You just kind of know things without knowing how. And it's really kind of, at first, it can be a bit unnerving, almost a bit scary, but ultimately it's beneficial, you know, to, to be able to know things. And once you start to trust this sense, this intuition, you begin to trust it and then it becomes stronger. And then suddenly you realize you know things without knowing how you know them. All right, so how can you open your third eye? This is, again, this is for beginners. And so I'm just gonna keep it very simple. I do have more training and more resources on this. I'll get onto that at the end. Okay, so step one, you really need to focus on meditation. I have spoken about meditation in other videos, but really just the idea and the concept of calming yourself, calming your mind and your thoughts and becoming less engaged with the thought process and more like an observer. So it's almost like you're watching and there's been different metaphors to describe this. You can, you can imagine yourself standing on the ground and then you're looking up at the clouds and imagine that the clouds are your thoughts. 
So you're kind of watching them pass by. You're not really interacting with them. You're just looking at them without engaging with them. And then there's also um, descriptions and metaphors about meditation, which will describe you as kind of floating above the ground. And then the thoughts are like kind of little ants running around on the surface. There's different ways of doing it. Basically, the they all seem to describe the same thing, which is detaching yourself or what you consider yourself, your consciousness, your awareness, detaching that from your brain and your thoughts. Because ultimately the brain is not your consciousness. The brain is basically a tool, an organ in the body that can be programmed. It has various default mode networks. It has various like software scripts essentially that it runs. And these things happen for any number of reasons. That, that's not really your consciousness. When you identify with your mind and your body, that's where we get into all kinds of problems, you know, all kinds of, and you know, the Buddha in mass collection of writings and teachings, he speaks about this quite often, that most of the source of misery and kind of discomfort and uh, bad things, the source of bad experiences and bad feelings tend to come from when you identify too much with your body and mind. When you identify so strongly with who you are supposed to be, like your ego, your title, your job, your possessions, even how you look, you know, when you identify strongly with these things, if you lose some of that, then it can be very damaging and you can kind of panic and freak out. Whereas if you identify with your true consciousness, which is completely detached from the body, your true consciousness is interdimensional and kind of infinite and immortal. So when you identify with that, it really doesn't matter what happens to your body, to your possessions, or even to anything in your physical life, because you understand that that's not all there is. You are you exist in multiple different planes of reality and this physical plane is just like the surface level. So going back to the point, meditation kind of helps you to become more self-aware, grounded and to detach from that mind that's constantly always chattering like a kind of, like, like a monkey essentially. You want to detach from those thoughts and instead focus on just keeping your awareness above those thoughts. You're kind of observing them passively. You're not interacting or engaging with them. Number two, you want to kind of clean up your habits. And I'm not going to go too much into this because everyone's different. Everyone's got like, you know, a vice or a, a bad habit. They know they need to break things like, I don't know, staying up late, playing violent video games. I don't know, drinking too much, uh, drugs, substances, smoking, too much coffee, you know, whatever it is, you know, everyone has like a bad habit. They really know they should break, but they never seem to get around to it. Well, if you want to open up your third eye, you should probably start focusing on those bad habits because it's hard to open your third eye when you have, you know, surface level problems. You've got to remember the third eye, the pineal gland is almost like an interdimensional portal. It's a connection between this physical reality and other planes of existence. If you're having trouble with things on the surface level, like, I don't know, drinking too much or constantly watching too much negative TV, it's going to be very hard for you to experience interdimensional experiences essentially, because you're you're anchored and held down to the physical world through these things. And there's various different ways of doing this, you know, honestly suggest the best way for most things is just to go cold turkey. If you know something is bad, just tell yourself right from this moment on, I'm not the sort of person who does this. I'm from, you know, from this moment on, I'm no longer a smoker. I no longer drink. And just start to identify with that new version of yourself. Because ultimately all that you're experiencing now is a story that you've told yourself. For example, I am a smoker, I watch violent video games, or I watch horror movies or whatever. That's just a story you're telling yourself. So if you start to change that from this moment on, if you start, instead start to tell yourself, I used to be a smoker, you know, that was the old me, then you really start to build up this new self-image and that's really what you're trying to do here.
I hope you're enjoying the podcast episode so far. I just wanted to let you know that you can get free resources, tutorials, guides, show notes, and all kinds of extra bonuses if you go to astralhq.com forward slash podcast. Number three, pretty simple one. You just need to breathe more mindfully and deeply, especially through your nose. And this is just going to help you in a huge number of ways. You know, you're going to get more oxygen to the brain. The more oxygen you get, the more your pathways and energy will be flowing, the more blood flow you get. There's different supplements you can get as well, different kind of nootropics and enhancement substances you can get. I did make another post about that, uh, like comparing the different types of nootropics you can get specifically to help blood flow to the brain. Um, but that's for another video. Number four, I'm not going to go too much into this one because I don't, you know, I don't teach Kundalini yoga, but the idea of yoga, specifically Kundalini yoga, is it focuses on unlocking your chakras and helping energy to flow up and down the spinal column. So if you remember your chakra, there's seven chakras mainly, um, and they kind of are placed along the spine, going down the spine from top of the head, crown down, third eye, and so on. And so if you do certain types of yoga and movement, like Tai Chi is a good one as well, uh, Kundalini yoga, the, the energy will be much more easily able to flow, especially with Kundalini yoga, because it's it's designed essentially for that unlocking of the energy from the base of your spine. They think of it like a, almost like a coiled serpent and for whatever reason, right? There's many different connotations here, but for the purposes of this, it just it's kind of like a tool to help you unlock your energy in terms of your chakras and to, to kind of balance the energy along the spine. And so, yeah, there's plenty of YouTube videos about that. You can search for it online for free. You know, there's many different ways you can do it. Number five is to have a more healthy diet. This is kind of like the habits thing. Most of us know we should do certain things. We maybe should eat more healthily. You know, we've been told, you know, we need to have more um, fruits and vegetables, more vitamins, nutrients, nuts, seeds, fiber. We know this stuff, right? Uh, but what happens is life gets in the way. You know, we go out for a restaurant meal with our friends and suddenly we're ordering like a giant cheesesteak or fried egg with hash browns and all of this stuff. It's easy to do. But what I would say is as long as the majority and I'm talking 80 to 90% of your calorie intake is healthy, then that 10% where you have a cheat meal or you go out for a restaurant meal, that's not so important as long as the bulk of your calorie intake is healthy. So, and a good way of doing this is just to set a, like a routine and tell yourself one meal a day, I will eat the perfect meal. For example, breakfast, you could tell yourself, I will make the perfect, most nutritious, healthy breakfast every morning. And then you know, if I have a cheat meal at lunchtime, it's not as, as bad. Obviously, you should aim to be more healthy in general, but it's not as bad. And there's different ways you can do this. It's actually a very powerful way of raising your vibrations is to make sure that one meal a day, at least, is completely perfect and healthy. So you could do things like introducing uh, certain green juices or green powders. This is like a, a kind of bottle of powder, green powder, and one or two spoons of this stuff has a huge number of nutrients and vitamins and probiotics and it's crazy right the amount of the ingredients list is huge and because they've really packed all of this value into this one powder so green powder and there's different brands i don't know which one you'll be able to find in your country depends on where you live basically but just look for some green juice or green powder if you have that every morning that's a good foundation you're getting most of what you need just from that and then you can build on that in other meals number six and this is actually one of my favorite ones it's just to in general, shake, vibrate, bounce, and just change up your physical movement patterns. This is really important, especially if you sit down for a long time every day. Make breaks to just literally just jump around, jump up and down, do some press-ups or squats. 
uh, if you have the space in if you work from home if you have the space in your apartment or house get like a small trampoline like a rebounder and this is actually not just good for your bone structure but it's really good for your lymphatic system it helps to drain the toxins and pollutants that are just building up in your system it helps to drain everything out it's good for your blood flow it's good for your brain it's literally good for almost everything even digestion so if you don't have a trampoline just literally just vibrating yourself or like uh, bouncing up and down on the spot or you know you could there's various different ways you can do it you know and you can combine this with something called tapping which is where you literally just take your fingertips and you just kind of tap gently around your body and there's different tutorials for this on youtube different ways you can do it uh, what i actually do is i do that while i'm doing rebounding so while, while i'm bouncing up and down first thing in the morning i'm actually like tapping uh, various places like that because it releases again it releases lymphatic fluid it releases um, holding patterns i don't know if you spent much time looking at the physical side of things but you have these what, what are called holding patterns in your muscles and if you don't break them up they can really do some nasty things for you over a long to long period of time for example if you were always told to just be quiet or just you know be quiet don't speak your muscles actually build up a response to that specifically with the with the don't speak thing your neck sh and shoulders physically tense up even if it's a tiny amount they physically tense up and if this happens over years and years what happens is you develop like a hunch like that or you just feel tension and this chronic mus muscular holding tension this is bad for many things, but specifically with your third eye, it's gonna block the energy essentially. So you can just break it up, bounce around on the trampoline, tap like this, just you know, really vibrate like that, and just do some ecstatic dance or just randomly move your body. And that's really gonna help you with this stuff. All right, sound healing, this is pretty self-explanatory. Listen to things like light language, like uh, healing frequency, the Schumann resonance, 7.83 Hertz, and just get in tune with that stuff listen to it more often i'm not going to give you a specific amount of time you know but just sound healing in general maybe just once a week is really useful and number eight and arguably one of the most important ones avoid negativity in every form in terms of the people you surround yourself with the media content you you watch if you watch really you shouldn't be watching i would say anything on the mainstream news on the tv on listening to the radio they are entirely programming propaganda machines and at, at this point you probably realize that they almost never tell the truth they have an agenda that they want to push so just cut it all out just you know block it turn it off and decide what information you actually want to take in what stories you want to tell yourself and it makes a huge difference to how you feel all right so the third eye awakening what does it actually feel like what are the symptoms or signs of opening a third eye and what can you expect so just try and not be too stressed out about this it will be in some cases, for beginners, it will be kind of scary and unnerving because it's a completely new thing you're doing, a new experience, a new set of symptoms that you're gonna be having. Slightly different to ascension symptoms or ascension signs, but some of them are quite similar. So you'll have this pressure or tingling in your third eye, and uh, this can feel just a bit like a headache. It can sometimes feel worse, or you could feel nothing at all. It really does vary completely, and you know, depends. It depends on a lot of things. You might also be more sensitive to light, more sensitive to sound, and definitely more sensitive to energies, people, and situations. Things where, that you might have been completely unaware of before. When you start to open your third eye, you will be so aware of this stuff. It's like glaringly obvious, it's right in your face. And this might be quite unsettling, especially if you've, maybe you've had friendships that you've had for years and you never really stopped to think about 
How does this person make me feel? What energies and messages are they actually giving me? And what is what am I absorbing from them? And what you'll find is that maybe you have somebody in your life who is actually giving you, they're bringing you down and you don't really realize it until you open your third eye and really start to question it. So a common question I get is, should I try and force an awakening of my third eye? Should I force my third eye to open? And I would say no. It's gonna open when it's supposed to open and there are many reasons for that, but you really shouldn't try and force the third eye awakening because you're gonna push yourself into things before you're ready. It's much like in the gym. You wouldn't go in and start trying to lift 200 kilos because you're not strong enough for that. You're not ready for that. You would first start by doing the small steps. You know, you'd start by lifting 10 kilos and then 15 and then so on. You wouldn't just jump in the deep end. The third eye awakening is really near the end of the, uh, I guess, spectrum of things that we could do in this reality on earth. So you really don't want to just jump in the deep end. You want to start by doing things like cleaning up your diet, meditating, you know, get the basics right, and then start thinking about the third eye. So how do you close your third eye? If you've opened it already, I don't know why you would have come this far if you have already done it, because I've just been explaining the basics really, but if you want to close your third eye, it's quite difficult to do that because you're really opening a portal between you and higher dimensions which was supposed to be opened. There's really very few cases where you would open your third eye and then decide, actually, you know what, I don't want this, unless you're not prepared for it or you weren't ready in the beginning. So if that's the case, just take a step back, you know, just relax, remember that you planned this before, you know, you decided to do this before, get the basics right, and then just take it really slowly. Don't try and force the awakening or just try and understand everything all at once because it will blow your mind. So you might be wondering, how long does it take to open your third eye? It really does vary, you know, there's no specific rule with this. It could take you a day, it could take you 10 years, it literally could take any amount of time because it really depends massively on you specifically, what you've been trying before and all of these kinds of things. There are some ways you can open your third eye faster. And I have spoken about this before in many different videos, but really you wanna focus on raising your vibrations and there are many ways to do this. I actually have a free video training which goes into detail on how to raise your vibrations and optimize your body. It's kind of like a, a version of biohacking. I call this something called spiritual biohacking. And I explain this in massive detail in my superhuman optimization system where I go into huge detail. There's actually an entire section about opening a third eye, raising your vibrations and all of that stuff. If you are interested in that, go and check out the free video training because it explains most of you know what will be covered and it gives you an idea like is this for you is this something that's going to help you so go and check that out so i hope this was useful please leave a comment if you enjoyed this let me know what you think about this and uh, i would love to hear what stage of the third eye awakening journey you're at uh, you know how far you've come what your experiences are and let me know what you think in the comments see you next time thanks for listening to our podcast i hope you enjoyed it and if you're able to review or rate this podcast episode wherever you're listening to it, please do it because it really helps the messages spread to more people. And don't forget to go to astralhq.com forward slash podcast to get free resources, training, a video training, PDF, and a whole lot more.